Oasis. Practical Wisdom with Scott Allen. Hello, I am Scott Allen, and thanks to my daughter Kate for developing the intro to the Practical Wisdom for Leaders podcast, where we offer a smart, fast-paced discussion on all things leadership. My guests help us explore timely topics and incorporate practical tips to help you make a difference in how you lead and live. If you haven't done so, please click subscribe so you automatically, seamlessly stay in the know when we publish new episodes. Likewise, please provide me with feedback. What do you like? What do you dislike? And what else would you like to know? And now, today's show. Okay, everybody. So today, I have a group of blue hens with me. Uh, world champion blue hens, intergalactic champion blue hens. They are leaders. They are awesome. I just actually spoke to a class of blue hens today in my day job, and that was an awesome experience. And you know, every time I have interacted with students at the University of Delaware, it's always just been a joy. So I am with the team that won the collegiate leadership competition last Saturday, and they are a fierce group of Blue Hens. They did incredible. We have their coaches, we have the participants, and I think we'll start off with our coaches today. So Susan, you have been involved in the CLC for probably, this was maybe the third competition, and talk a little bit about your perspective. Obviously, you are a proud, a proud individual right now, but talk a little bit about this team and what stood out for you. Uh, I think what stood out for me was how quickly they bonded and worked together as a team. And um, they might have had a little bit of an advantage because most of them knew each other coming into this competition and had worked together in some way, shape or form um, throughout the past two to four years. With the exception of uh, Kathleen, who is our only first year student and our only female rep on the team um, and, and a true superstar. So I'm going to be honest, I was really panicked about the virtual aspect of the competition um, because having been through the prior two years in person and the energy that's generated in the room with all the teams and the noise and the cheering, um, I was really worried about how how our team would stay motivated and energized in a virtual state, especially having four different rounds of that. Um, and I think in addition to the relationships that they have had coming into this team, the way that our two student coaches, Garrett, coach of the year, and Nish, um, Hannah, managed the practices, always infused with humor, always infused with um, meaning, but in a way, I think there were a lot of inside jokes, quite frankly, because uh, we would turn on the screen and Charlie would be giggling and I didn't see anything funny at all. Or um, So they discovered that way to build that sense of trust and camaraderie quite often, um, you know, through that sense of humor that Garrett, especially, and Nish in their slides. Um, Scott, I hope they, I hope Garrett shows you a couple of their slides today. Oh, I've seen a couple in the Coach of the Year nomination application. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think... You know, we have the same materials as everybody else, but I'm not sure they came into it. Our team had a great background coming into it as part of a leadership program to begin with. And then they had two student coaches who were just wizards at strengthening that team trust and camaraderie. Um, 
And I think they enjoyed it. They wanted to do well for their coaches. Garrett was nominated one of the co-coaches who's actually a student coach. And we'll introduce the two of you in a second, Nish and Garrett, but they have two undergraduates serve as their coaches. This is a similar model to what's happening at Western University in Ontario. And it's a very, very cool model. So Garrett's nominated as coach of the year. He wins, goes home with the trophy. I'm sure the paparazzi has been following you all around campus. Uh, all kinds of things are changing in your life now. It's getting big. It's money offers and deals are coming in now that you're coach of the year. But would the two of you talk a little bit about the tone you set, how you approach the season, and just maybe a couple highlights for you? That would be wonderful to hear. So, um, yeah, I just want to thank you for the opportunity, Scott. Uh, I'm a little embarrassed by all that, but uh, (laughs) I think primarily the tone we wanted to set was that of, you know, a little lighthearted. Yeah. I think definitely Nish and I are uh, creative and want to uh, challenge our students to uh, think creatively. And I guess in a way, CLC does challenge us to be, um, you know, kind of strict with uh, following, you know, like the Ellen tests and, and, you know, trying to beat the clock and all those things. But uh, first and foremost, we wanted to create a team that, trusted each other, wasn't afraid to, you know, I guess, butt heads with one another, but a team that was all committed to winning and uh, improving themselves as leaders, uh, first and foremost. And uh, That's awesome. That's awesome. And Nish, how about a couple of observations from you, sir? Yeah, yeah, that was incredibly well said, Garrett. Um, and if I could just add to that, uh, initially it was it was very daunting. Um, with everything being virtual this year, uh, we I remember sitting in Zoom calls with Garrett and Susan trying to figure out what the challenges could possibly be on Zoom. And, you know, it was really uh, it, when we were trying to get uh, attention for the team, when we were trying to recruit members, it was hard to present what the competition was actually going to be like. Yes. And that was like our biggest challenge. But I think initially, uh, until when, like when we eventually got the team, I think that's when everything started clicking. Um, you know, we would have weekly practices. We'd have, you know, we'd approach everything in our own creative way, uh, whether it's the CLC curriculum, the terms. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing here. We, we were just really creative in whether it was creating slide decks or, you know, hosting practices. Everything was just, we tried to be different in, in every aspect. Mm-hmm. And have fun, right? I mean, that's so incredibly important, especially in this virtual space, adding in some fun creating some inside jokes, having a good time and hopefully learning in the process. I mean, I think if that, if we can accomplish that, that's a huge, it's a huge win. Now I want to go to Kathleen real quick. So Kathleen, are you a freshman at Delaware? Yes. Awesome. So you are a freshman. You are the only female on this team. Talk about your experience. This is an awesome opportunity in your freshman year. So I had first heard about CLC through our organization. We have different levels of leadership programs. And so I'm in like the quest in tier one. And my peer mentor had talked about it. And for me, I grew up in a leadership organization that my mom was in um, back home. So I pretty much started leadership education when I was in elementary school. And I've always loved learning about it. So when I heard about the CLC, I was like, this is something I really want to like try. I've like, I have no clue what I'm getting myself into, but I don't at least try. 
And I saw an email that was, we need one more person, like come to the practice and like try it. And I went to that. I had no clue what I was getting myself into. And I was, I just want to learn. I don't expect to get anything out of this. I just want to learn what this is so I can do it in the future. Yeah. And I never expect it to be chosen for the team. And I'm so thankful that I was. And I've learned so much from all the CLC curriculum and just from having um, everybody else on the team that are older than me and smarter than me. I've, it's been a great opportunity and a great learning experience. I don't know if they're smarter than you, Kathleen. <laughs> just for listeners, many are nodding their heads. I think shaking. Shaking their heads. No, thank you, sir. I appreciate it, Craig. Okay. So Kathleen, thank you so much. What was the organization you were involved in starting in first grade? Was it like 4-H or something? Yes, I was in 4-H. So I'm from Texas and we have a really big 4-H program in Texas. Yep. And my mom was in 4-H growing up. My grandma was in 4-H growing up. And so I was practically born into the organization and I continued that all throughout elementary and high school. See, that's just wonderful. Susan, that's such a fun connection because you and I have both been involved in the Association of Leadership Educators, which was founded out of a lot of the agricultural education field. And so I've always heard of colleagues that grew up in 4-H, and that's wonderful, Kathleen. That's awesome. So Jacob, Sean, Charlie, Matt, Craig, Kyle, let's have a couple of you jump in, and maybe let's start with what were some challenges, even on the day of, what were some challenges you all faced on the day of the competition, who'd like to jump in and maybe comment on that? Yeah, Sean. So one challenge, especially for me specifically, I was the alternate for the team. So I came in basically a week before the competition, not practicing with any of them. So I was extremely worried that like they'd have their whole vibe kind of set up and I'd kind of be on the outside there, but they really just welcomed me in with open arms. It was like, I was there the entire time. Yeah. And I I guess I thought that was going to be a lot more of a challenge than it actually was. Integrating with with the team. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's awesome. For listeners, oftentimes in the culture of the collegiate leadership competition, there is an alternate and, and it's in case there's a leadership injury, right? So we have someone who can step in in a moment's notice and take over and join into the group. And so Sean played that role, which is an awesome role to play because then also, Sean, I imagine for a lot of the day, you were watching, observing, seeing all kinds of things that you wish you could have said, wait, stop, no, do this, right? Because it's really interesting watching this whole thing from that end, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Well, Charlie, how about you, sir? What were some observations you had from the experience? It could be the practice season or it could be all over the competition. What do you think? Yeah, so I think. The big experience that I had from this was seeing our work during the impact challenge. And I know before the challenge had started and when we were getting, we were learning like what we had to do. Uh, we were definitely saying to ourselves, come on, Scott, this is unrealistic. You're killing us with this 500 likes, 200 viewers. Like we couldn't believe that that's what we had to do. We were like, there's now no imagine 200 students across the world saying, this is horrible. No way. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what we did. And I think as we went along, we kind of, you know, we started to get the page together. You know, we started to figure out, okay, we're going to, who we're going to partner with. We got together, we planned out our event, and then we made a big push for, you know, getting the page likes. And, you know, we started seeing that number go up, like in a week, it's like, oh, wow, we're already up to 200. Like, yeah, we're flying here. And then like the day of comes, 
We hold our event. We're all very proud of it. We see afterward, we got over 300 viewers and we're like, we really made this happen. I think that was like a great culmination to see, like, you know, we thought it was impossible at the start and all of our hard work paid off and we were able to see that in our results. Yeah. Charlie, that's awesome. For our, for our listeners, one of the competition activities is what's called an impact challenge. So teams have to organize themselves with a community partner. It could be a partner on campus. Maybe it's a community or an organization in the community. And they had to really in a short timeline, three weeks, maybe put on an event, organize event, put it on. And their goal was to secure 200 people to an online Zoom event partnered with this organization. They also had to achieve 500 likes on Facebook because they needed to develop a digital campaign. I believe Delaware was the only team that achieved the full points on that challenge, which was 600, which they they just need to be so proud of. There were a number of teams that maybe got over the 200 participants, maybe a number of teams that got over the likes, but I think they were the only team that got to that 600. And of course, it's a leadership challenge. It's a gnarly challenge that we kind of lay at the feet of the participants that they have to overcome. And it's a beautiful thing to see when they do overcome those challenges. And then, of course, we want to do some good in the world and maybe make a difference in one small way by partnering with this organization. And I'll say one more thing, and then, Kyle, you're going to jump in. Really, the ultimate purpose of this impact challenge, other than doing good in the world, is to practice leadership, to really the students become the case study and they're living all of the concepts that is in the curriculum of the leadership competition, problem solving, navigating stressors, leadership styles, followership styles, all of that stuff really comes to life. Kyle, you wanted to jump in there, sir. Yeah, I think Charlie said it really, really well. The impact challenging was daunting. It was an incredible mountain to climb. Um, yes, that was a pun towards the Everest challenge um, <laughs> on the day of, but um it was daunting. I remember seeing the activity sheet and saying, wow, okay, we can drop a hundred points and we'll still be fine with those yeah. 200 page people on our page and also 500 likes. And I think I must say the turning point for our team in this competition was reaching the full 600 points. Um, I couldn't, I was incredibly happy when I saw just seeing those numbers go up to, yeah. you know, it was, a hundred and then the next day it's 160 and then all the way up here 300 and a part of me is like who is liking this page like where are all of these likes coming from and it was incredible to see and not only did we get 500 we smashed that we had 550 at one point um, really and it was just incredible to see how our team came together um everyone pitched in work i know i can say for certain kathleen did an incredible job reaching out to her network. We all reached out, but Kathleen went above and beyond for our team. Um, and we really would not be here and would not have gotten those points, I must say, without Kathleen. So, um, you know, she's a freshman, but she is just better than all of us, I would say. <laughs> an incredible leader. And um, I'm so grateful that everyone was on this team and was able to reach those 600 points. So we had some we had some likes coming at us from Texas, maybe. <laughs> That's awesome. Susan, you wanted to jump in. I just want to add a quick um, comment, I guess, story almost. The day we got that challenge, or maybe a couple days into it, one of our team members who will re- remain unnamed said, this is ridiculous. 
This is stupid. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to get there. But then I think the best thing they did is they were really smart and really intentional about the organization they chose and the speaker they chose. So they chose an organization that they all have a personal connection to, but that is a hugely well-known and popular organization on our campus, the Be Positive Foundation. And in addition, they chose one of our faculty members, Steve Mortensen, who you recently interviewed as our speaker, who, if he's not the most popular faculty member at Delaware, he's certainly in the top five or He's 10. awesome. He's awesome. So, so they... I think that was a really smart move because that is going to up that was going to up their numbers. So um, I think that eliminated the stress level a little bit. And um, I just to me, that was hugely, um, I guess, strategic on their part. Yeah. In planning. Well, and that's so critical, Susan, as you know, I mean, with that whole solve model, which for listeners, it's a very, very simple problem solving model, but there's a difference between actually knowing it and living it. And so setting roles, outline the problem, list multiple strategies, veer towards consensus and evaluate results. And being strategic about how we approach that challenge can make all the difference. I had four teams I was working with. We were kind of whittling down to two and two of the teams really thought strategically about who they partnered with and who had large numbers of people already interested and engaged versus trying to take on the Herculean effort of just, you know, recruiting 200 people just kind of out of their goodwill. So major, major force in, in that, succeeding in that challenge. Craig, talk to me, sir. What do you think? What's an observation you have on the experience? I guess just Overall, it was a uh, really interesting. Um, I'm a senior, and it's my first time doing a CLC, so um, I heard there was a couple spots left, so I figured I'd hop in. And then right away, the knowledge challenge. I was just looking at these acronyms. I'm going, okay, these some of these are uh, kind of silly. Then the next week, I'm like talking, and my, my room is like, Craig, what are you saying under your breath? I'm like, oh, well, likable personality, exciting vision. It's just uh the whole thing is just uh. I don't know. It was a really good time. And as Susan said, um, about 20 minutes ago, like the team really had a lot of camaraderie right from the beginning. And then again, with the impact challenge, um, we were all admins on our Facebook page. So we were all just watching the like toll go up and up and up. I want to hit 500 the day before we could turn it in. It was just like, it was just crazy to see. And it just, uh, we were all so happy and proud that we did it. Overall, it was just a really good time. Yeah. Because if you hadn't have gotten that other 50 points, I don't know if you would have been first. I haven't looked at the numbers closely. But I think that effort in the impact challenge really brought you all over to the top. Am I correct, Garrett and Nish? Have you all looked at the numbers closely? I think we still would have won. Oh, uh, good. Like 20 points. <laughs> yeah. But I think the uh, the difference between first and second was around 70 points. Okay. So that's awesome. See? Ah, we still had it. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay. Who have we not heard from? Who have we not heard from? Jacob, Matt. Take us home, gentlemen. So, Matt, would you be willing to share some of your observations? I mean, I guess I should start with like kind of like how Craig was starting with. It was a really interesting experience for me. Uh, you know, I was exposed to it a lot during because I'm a sophomore right now. But I was exposed to it a lot, uh, like just through like the Blue Hen Leadership Program, like yeah. advertising it. And it was kind of like I wanted to do it, but I just kept forgetting about it. And then, like right before. I guess 
the season started, someone had to cancel and, you know, our coaches sent out, Hey, we need one more person. I was like, yeah, I'll do this. I forgot to submit my application before I'll, I'll just submit it. I'll at least maybe I'll be like that alternate or something. Uh, so it was pretty, pretty amazing for me when I ended up being on the team, I was like amazed that I made it, that they saw something in me. And then I, like, I don't want to go too off too much off of what Garrett Knish and Susan have already been saying, but like, I feel like the trust and the synergy is what helped me like actually get better at the CLC stuff as we went along. Cause there was like, I felt like I knew everyone and I was like comfortable with everyone. Like there was, there was only like maybe two participants who I just didn't know as the start of the season. Yeah. And like, as, as we went along, I was able to also build those relationships with everyone else. And I feel like when we entered that final competition day, like the thought was that I like, I hadn't led something yet. So I, I, I was going to lead something at some yeah. point. Yeah. So and you're so feeling I, a little anxious, right? I, I was, I, I, I was tossing and turning in the bed the night before. So was I <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> different reasons. Yeah. And then it was like, all right. And I was like anxious about it. And then we got into the competition. I'm like, all right, yeah, you know what? I trust my team. We, we, we can handle this. And, you know, it was, I was able to, you know, do good and the leadership and effectiveness. And it was all because of how much I, you know, knew and trusted all that synergy we had with the team. So that was oh, just that's mine. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. There's some heat to this experience, right? That you're going to have to step up and do your part. And when it's time and when you're called, do you have the skill? And that's that's a little bit different than some other leadership experiences because we're trying in, in, in a small way to simulate what might happen in other organizations. So hopefully, Sean, Jacob, Kathleen, you all could take these skills to a different organization on campus, student government or Greek life or student union programming board, res life, and apply them in that context just as well. Jacob, sir. Uh, I actually wanted to touch on that a bit. Yeah, yeah. You you did mention, you know, Saul. And I think since CLC, that's how how I've sort of approached problems. Like, uh, I'll give two examples. For like the Oreo challenge, right? Yeah. How are you supposed to, you know, like stack Oreos all, you know, virtually? I think that was like one of our hardest things. You could hear people like their towers falling, just people like, like muttering under their breath, like, saying, it's saying, not a good sound when you hear. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, because we're able to, you know, set roles, outline the problem, like list strategies that could help us reach, you know, the 40 Oreos or however much it was, it was able to help us, you know, complete the challenge or even, you know, during the competition, uh, like Matt, I was also leading one of the events. I love the escape room. Yeah. And that is not easy to just kind of like, all right, guys, you know, I'm it's it's you have to find like the fine line between leading and facilitating. Yes. And, you know, so I think with this, I think one of the greatest takeaways from CLC is probably that, you know, SOL acronym that you you can I give, I'll probably use it for a while now, at least, like you said, going out into other endeavors on campus. Jacob, when when we had to shift gears on CLC last spring because last year's competition was was not held because of COVID and we knew it was going to have to be digital. We used that exact process. I mean, so we're not only teaching this, we're also as an organization constantly using this, even in all of our planning meetings as a team, trying to figure out how to have 320 people on a Zoom, we were using that constantly. So that's 
That's wonderful. And another thing that's really interesting about this experience, Jacob had mentioned an Oreo challenge, basically the world record. I don't know if you all remember, is it 48? 48 regular Oreos stacked upon one another as a tower. And that's the world record. So basically we gave the teams that challenge to beat that world record and they could achieve certain points for certain levels. But even in that, you've got people who kind of get a little lazy and disengaged, especially towards the end, they stop. You, you have the stressors, they're all present, rapid change, tough working conditions. I've got Oreo stuff on me. You've got all of the concepts kind of wrapped into these different. And then it's really beautiful when you think about even that simple, tiny, silly challenge, which it is, it just is. But are people saying, hey, everybody, go ahead and pick Oreos that aren't tilted to start with so that your base is flat. There's strategy in that. And you'd never think that there is. If you start looking at what's actually happening in the impact challenge or the Oreo challenge or the knowledge challenge or the, the Everest activity that we did last Saturday, a lot of the concepts are there and they're there all around us in life, right? Again, in our student organizations, at our internships, in the classroom. So Jacob, yes. I mean, it's a for me, it's a mindset. And if you're thinking about it and using it, it can really help. So Garrett and Nish, maybe close us out. And Susan, maybe after they close us out, you could have the final words and and close close us out. <laughs> I love how humble everyone on this team is. But uh, yeah, they, they talk down some of their accomplishments, but they're they're all instrumental in uh, making this season uh, one to remember and uh, leading to the championship. So quickly. Charlie Hannum was our uh, team MVP. Uh, he was the leader during the knowledge challenge and uh, he's a return returner from the uh, 2019 competition. And he brought some experience and veteran presence to the team. And nice. Sean subbed in last minute, but was very helpful to everyone on the actual competition day. Uh, he's also a veteran presence from uh, the 2019 competition, yeah. and he uh, he used his knowledge of 2019 to leverage our use of code words to help us score well on the uh, Ellen tests and uh, all of that. Jacob was a leader on the competition day, and he was wonderful. He, he got a 85 plus on the, uh, on that section of the challenge. And, and that's awesome, Jacob. That's awesome. Because if you look at the scores on that people are getting on the leader and team effectiveness, that's, that's a great score. It really is right. Average yeah. between two judges. That's a great score. And he's a great problem solver who can stack some Oreos. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kathleen, uh, freshman was, uh, leader for the impact challenge and so instrumental. And I don't think I can stress that enough. So instrumental in leading everyone to get 600 points. Uh, she was relentless in her spreading of uh, <laughs> spreading of the Facebook page. And yeah, I think it was mentioned in the chat, but 31 countries were reached by our uh, Facebook wow. page. So goes to show. Um, Craig is a senior, a uh, very bright guy. Uh, it was unfortunate that he couldn't make it for the day of the competition, but uh, we all miss him and his uh, 
witty humor. He he was great uh, during the spot challenge. He's a great leader during practices and helped everyone to feel comfortable with themselves. Kyle was our second leader of the impact challenge. And he's also a senior who I guess is familiar with CLC, would have been on the team last year in 2020. He had a great knowledge of the CLC curriculum and he was a rock star on the day of the competition. Finally, Matt. Matt was our most improved team member. And for all his talk of being nervous and not confident on the day of, he scored a 96 on the leadership and team effectiveness sheet. So what? huge uh, kudos to Matt. You are awesome. And uh, I guess everyone, we're so glad that you all decided to participate. And it was an absolute pleasure. This year was pretty different from, <laughs> it was a lot more different than uh, when Nish and I <laughs> participated. So Nish was in 2018 and he is uh, the team MVP of UD. So that was her first championship. And I participated in 2019. Okay. Uh, you were unanimous MVP, right? <laughs> well, Garrett, he, he likes to play this down, but Garrett was the, he's won MVP three or four times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so kind of uh, everywhere he goes, he just kind of, he's, you guys he's got an MVP I can win or uh, what's going on here? I don't know. He just approaches everything so <laughs> different. So yeah, no, I mean, incredibly well said, Garrett. Uh, I think the entire team definitely plays themselves down, but really this team wouldn't be the same without them. I know personally, I was very, you know, nervous going to this competition because I didn't, I knew what CLC was in the past, what it looked like. And this was just completely different. I feel like, you know, this is, it was a completely, it was a lot more different this year. And so we had to like prepare for that. We had to make sure we understood the curriculum, the Canvas page. But ultimately, I think it, it really paved the way for our growth as leaders. And uh, yeah, I'm really proud of the entire team. I see there's a lot of messages in the, ch in the chat. Yeah, I agree. Garrett was actually thinking we should probably, you should probably start a CLC Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, truth be told, I think, I think Nish and I have great chemistry. We've lived together for three years now and we met in the first week of college and we've been great friends ever since. And I think really the thing that makes team UD different is that after the competition, we're all friends and we all want to know how each other is doing. And that's really what I'd say is different. Well, yeah. and that's so, it's so wonderful to see something we haven't put in the curriculum. Maybe we have put it in there. I don't know if it is. I don't remember. But something we often see, at least when, especially when the competition was live and we're wandering around the room, you can tell when a team has a little bit of spark, when there's some fun, there's some inside jokes. We're going, hey, that was a small win, you know, and then everyone's kind of playing to the to the judges and laughing because we're just having a good time and there's some spark and there's some energy. And it seems that that you all brought that to the table and made it fun, made it energizing, had a good time, did some great learning, did some good in the world and made a difference. And at least based on the the image I saw Garrett of the, I think it might've been a practice announcement or something. Oh, I mean, you had fun, you had fun, yeah. which is, I, I love it. Right. Because this shouldn't feel like another class. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 
Yeah, no, uh, we definitely took pride in in creating those those slide decks. Um, we'd be happy to share them if you want. The, <laughs> Just the, integrate the, them into uh, the official curriculum. Yeah, the official curriculum. <laughs> we'd be happy to do that. <laughs> we did have our unique take on them, so you know. <laughs> That's the best. That's what's awesome, right? I think you were featured on a couple of those. Guys. <laughs> exactly. The, uh, this is the guy the sun, that we need you know, to go after, right? Sun on our team. <laughs> Susan, any final thoughts before we close out for the day? I'm just so proud of this team. And they kept me in stitches throughout the practices. I had very little to do. I I would give some advice to Nish and Garrett, but they didn't probably need most of the advice I gave them because they were a step ahead of me. During, I think it was the escape room challenge, or maybe it was at Mount Everest, but somebody looked at Nish and Garrett and said, this is no impossible maze. (laughs) Just like that cracked me up because I, you know, I think in our mind, we were expecting more Oreo towers and not something quite as challenging. Um, I also, I put in the chat, I don't know if you noticed, Nish and Garrett actually presented Solve um, as part of our annual Changemakers Leadership Conference last year to um, a breakout session that that had about a hundred participants. So um, they are, our, our students are taking the CLC curriculum beyond, you know, the Brady Bunch squares here that we see. Um, <laughs> and I think it reinforces so much of what they learned through their four years in the Blue Hen Leadership Program, but it puts the theory that we teach them into this actionable language that makes it really easy to grasp. Yeah. And there's a lot of acronyms, but um, they'll remember them. And they also can make connections between those acronyms and things that they have learned um, through our program. And and from my standpoint, that's the most beautiful thing to see is that um, they each have kind of embraced this leader role uh, through this program, maybe in a much more active way than some of them have through our program. So awesome. I love it. I can't wait. Sean has already volunteered to be the coach next year. So our tradition continues. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, I and I and I really enjoy the model, Susan, that you've you've created, where students, as a next level experience for them, can take on the task of setting that tone, because that's a leadership opportunity for Nish and Garrett as well, which is an awesome opportunity because they can grow and develop as they try and be a spark and influence the team and achieve the win and all that good stuff. Okay, Blue Hens. You have the president of the United States. You have the intergalactic leadership championship. You're doing pretty good. Thank you for your time today. Have a good one. Have a great end to your year for the seniors. Good luck with your next steps. Be well. And for everyone else, especially, I I know I'll see Susan again. I'll see Sean again as well, but uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Good, good work. You all good work. And Kathleen, Good work as a freshman stepping up and jumping in. That's just kudos to you. Great job. Okay, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. So hang in with the Blue Hens. Congratulations again to our team from the University of Delaware. They did uh, a great job. Just a great job. And I'm going to underscore something here. For me, this is the practical wisdom. After about a year of conversations, I don't know that I've ever touched on the topic with a guest of fun, having a great time, enjoying ourselves while engaging in this work. And it's clear 
that Garrett and Nish created an atmosphere that was fun, that was exciting, that was different, that was engaging. And I think that's brilliant. It's incredible. Uh, what if leaders balanced getting incredible work done with having an incredible time and having fun? That's the practical wisdom for me. That's where I'll leave you today. Take care. Be well. Go Blue Hens. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Practical Wisdom for Leaders podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share it with others and let them know what we're up to. And one last quick reminder to click subscribe so you know when we publish new episodes. And of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can stay in touch with me by visiting www.scottjallen.net or any number of social media platforms. Be well, be safe, and make a difference wherever you are on this beautiful planet. And now, here's Kate's twin sister, Emily, with the outro. You've been listening to Phronesis, Practical Wisdom with Scott Allen.